We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's three guys who combined to play 15 seasons in the National Football League trenches. Well, two guys. And Mackey, who didn't do sh- he just, he just sits there and looks pretty. This is the O-Line Committee. Dude, this is going to be a spicy one here. We got to get Jeremiah centered here. Stop see, it. You remember what order. Stop. This is, this is a rare really... late night recording of the O-Line Committee oh, here. These are my favorite, and, uh, by the way. I love the late nights. O-Line it's After like, Dark. O-Line After Dark. Oh, the whole day is just building up for this. And I'm like <laughs> sitting around all day frantically freaking out about nothing. <sighs> got to put in my uh, PDs, little performance enhancers. Oh, is it that? Did, did your alarm go off? Oh, there it is. The dip. There it is. There this it is good. You, you know, you guys taught the audience about the uh, the bad habit of dipping little... last week, and now you're Zinichinos. speaking of which. <laughs> when did Copenhagen today probably come out with the new can with the big ram on it? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> the battle ram, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking get it. I love it. I was hyped yeah, today. I be... saw that. Boy, Shout out to Cheyenne get, up at SA. My this is gonna get this. We're gonna, gonna get, get this, this is yeah, gonna get out. off the rails quickly. Good night, boys. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Kids are in bed. I'm done with hockey. I am so ready. Are you okay, Jay? What's, are you okay, uh, buddy? You choking over there? Both teeth come out. I'm just getting. I'm getting. I'm getting the little upper decker pillow. Just putting right where it needs to. You're be. a mess. Okay, let's just say it. You're a mess. Later Clean it up. Not as big as mess as our buddies up north, but I'm just gonna. Nope, hey, oh, I'm just letting you know. I'm gonna defend my dog. Listen, end. we'll get there. Okay, we'll get go there. ahead. Go ahead. No, I know someone's gonna, taking a shot at him today. We're going to get there pretty <laughs> much immediately after we tell our audience, hey, thank you for getting us to 11,000 YouTube subscribers. Appreciate you. Love we weren't it. sure if five people were going to subscribe when we yeah. launched this back in May. 11,000 of you have either accidentally clicked subscribe <laughs> or have just fallen in love with the offensive line lifestyle or just or came here to like yell at, or just came here to the nonsense yeah or you, you just came here to yell at us about the bears i mean it's one of the two well, it's, way, it's one of the two shout out to the d2 quarterback from like before whatever that just came out and barrel rolled the fucking raiders and now everyone's like oh maybe they were right maybe they were i don't know dude he slung it around man he slung it around so uh you got yeah. nothing to lose subscribe and like and thank you. Let's just start in here. Who's the mic? It's where we identify the biggest things on our mind in the football world. I had to stop this brawl before we turn the microphone. Who's, who's on. Going you guys first? almost did this Let's let Boone. Let's put. Let's let Boone go first. We'll okay. let. We'll let. We'll let Boone start the show today. All right. Listen. Okay. I was between. Two, I was between three things this week. They're, they're my mic. Number one, I got to give him a shout out. Bill Belichick, three hundredth win. Could have been the mic. 
That's a big deal. Like in the Could NFL, 300 wins. That's You're that's almost cool. the Mike. 300 almost. wins and then being the Mike the on the Sam. O-Line Committee podcast. Yeah. Two hey, big you're the Sam in this equation, okay? You're strong side, okay? You're good. <laughs> I'm going weak side. I'm going Vikings because you finally showed up. Where the hell has that wow. been all fucking year? Don't even start with me. We're going to talk about it later. My mic this week wears 95 for Cleveland. And for some God reason, nobody knew how to block him for the entire game. I mean, not even the field goal unit knew what to do. Blocked a field goal, nine tackles, two sacks, two forced fumbles. Should I continue? At what point does the O-line coach go, hey, dumbasses, what – what are we doing? What are we doing? I'm just guys winning games. Like I love it. I love it when guys show up like that. You're just all over the field. When you when you can throw some special teams into it, it really makes me go. You know what? You're trying because we, he, Jake, you and I both know how yeah. that that field goal block unit is like. Hey, don't hit me. I won't hit you. You got it, buddy. When you jump over somebody, oh, you are trying too hard, and I appreciate it. I mean, that dude was built in a test tube. It's like ridiculous. he he was created like the old power what is it the Powerpuff Girls was like little spice little nice everything nice like God was up there like giant muscles can jump really high freakishly long arms really fast like he created him to just a rush bit, the bastard charm yeah right little backs yeah like go, kill yeah. everyone like that dude is an Good absolute freakazoid he's just a complete freakazoid okay is he a dumb question. He's not ever on the kick blocking unit. They just put him in for a play, right? Did you and just then... say the what blocking unit? Excuse the field goal yourself? blocking. Time the out. field goal blocking. The there you blocking. go. There you the go. kick, the kick block. block unit. Well, do you kick call it a, a PAT blocking unit too? Field goal block. It, it's all block. field goal block. PAT yes. block, field goal block. The kick you know, block. The kick block. Out. The kick block. <laughs> he could block a kickoff. I guarantee it. Look at that Dude. guy. Oh, man. But like everyone kept, I loved all the idiots too that were like, that's illegal. It's illegal, right? All the Colts fans. That's incredible. That's what that is. He can't do that. But here's the thing. All that guard or that tackle had to do is just reach their arm up. If they just reach their arm up and touch him, it's a 15-yard penalty leveraging. Like You just can't touch anyone. But if you leap over the top and then land all 275 pounds of you and then immediately jump directly back up in the air and block the kick, I mean, that's one of these like purest forms of athleticism. I've seen all year. I mean, dude, they used to do it when guys would run and jump, and that's how they had to get it done, and this way you would eventually see it coming. Mm-hmm. When you can just, from a flat-footed stance, jump over somebody and then jump again like Jay said, it's that's incredible. You are a freak athlete, and I applaud you for that, dude. Good. That job. game almost hit 80 total points, too, didn't it? You know, mm-hmm. Cle- Cleveland, best yeah. defense in the Close NFL. 39-38, good for you. Colts Gardner. with a backup quarterback. Gardner Minshew, Cleveland with a backup Gardner Minshew slinging that yeah. thing out there. Doing his thing. Minshew mania. Oh, oh my yeah. God! All right, Miles Garrett, you are you are the mic. I'm going to Jay week. next year because I know Me? what this is going to. Oh, be. let's do it. This week's mic is the one and only cheaters, known as the Michigan Wolverines, led by Alex Boone's fearless leader Jim Harbaugh, for stealing signals illegally. And you can sit here and defend him all you want. This is going to come out. They hired they hired a man who was in the Marines who in his LinkedIn profile was like, I am very good at finding strategic ways to steal things and give them to the strategic advantage. You then send him to every single away game to scout, not Michigan, the other team. 
He buys tickets on the 45-yard line facing the team he is scouting and films them the entire game and then comes back and says, here you go, Jim. And there's a stat. I'm going to find this stat for you. My brother sent me this today. Wait, I feel like this this guy's like, he's like a, you see, he's like a former Navy SEAL. He's a former Marine, ready? Former Marine. Maybe practice being more discreet, I guess. Jim Harbaugh went two and four in 2020, right? Capping a 47 and 22 run over six years. Since then, reported Michigan allegations began in 2021. Michigan has gone 33 and 3 in conference record, improving to 34 and 16. So, therefore, <laughs> since he's been alleged of cheating, Listen. they've started winning more. Just saying. Just, just saying. I knew they're the all cheaters. Got, Gophers got screwed a couple weeks ago Death in that penalty. 52 to 3 game. Death penalty for the Michigan Wolverines. Here's what I'm going to say. What? Okay. In Jim's defense, because I'm not Listen, defending Michigan. We're all going to judge your integrity here, by the way. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> he's, he's just like, the dumbass that got caught. That. That's all I'm going to say. Like, literally, in the room of everybody doing it, they just, everyone's looking at Jim like, dude, seriously, you're so fucking stupid. Like, that's about all I can say about that. Listen. But why are they hiring random dudes off like LinkedIn? To be fair, though, they're on like so Craigslist, you, you know, typing have, in. Listen, listen, you can, this is one of these games where you could be like, hey, it's power, and we could be in the perfect defense. And power could still roll for a tud. It's a violent physical game. So even if you do know what's going on, you still have to execute it flawlessly. And in a football game, it has to be flawless. And Jay, I, you know what I said? I'm, 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 I know. I'm not defending him. I'm not certainly not defending but Michigan. But it sounds Fuck like you're Michigan. kind of defending But to the other side no, of it, if, if, you know, if you know the signal for like fake power pop pass, or you know the signal where they're going to run like scissors, you can check to the perfect defense, and you can be like, "Yeah, that guy might be able to run." But if you bracket the right guy, no, it's I agree. Make there's, that quarterback hold like there's there's, there's so no many way to get out of this, dude. there's You're so many strategic advantages to it, and they are in trouble. Like I agree. This, this, the dude, paper there was trail a video is that out. Came out though. Did you see it? The, the video. video yes, there's the video of the guy. Have you seen it, to Boone? A, yes. Or, uh, Ohio State next to a yes. play. And the whole sideline, like, waiting. And then they're like, oh, go this, go this. <laughs> like, they're all, like, literally, the minute that C.J. Stroud turns, they all, you see the whole defensive side, like, looking, looking. And as soon as they see it, they're like, dude, I love it. I love it. The, crime, the crime here is be more discreet. Like That's exactly not- what I'm saying. You don't have to be these – what what is that movie I'm thinking of? Animal House style guys that are just on the <laughs> side like Jim Belushi over there, like where are they at? Where are they at? Comes down. They're screwed. They're the Mike. Michigan's oh, yeah. gonna get in trouble. Man. So what ha- what happens to Harbaugh? Is he coaching next year? I think this sets him up to go to the league. I really do. I think this is one of those things where he's like, I'm gonna exit Ooh, the State Raiders. Lab. Peace. I'm out of here. I'll Wasn't he anything. flirting with that Raiders job at one point, like two years? Well, ago. he was almost the Vikings head coach. I know. Well, <laughs> I mean, he almost was in fun. purple. Mm-hmm. Problem is, here's my question: Do you think that something like this would be held against him at the next level? Like, hey, dude. Yes. You're yes. no cheater, dude. This you're... is worse than this is That's worse than Spygate. Like... like, this is way worse than Belichick Spygate. And, and here's the thing. And here's the shitty thing about it. The kids are going to be the one that get punished. Oh, for sure, right? Will. The kids that are on that team, because like they'll probably—I don't think they'll give them the death penalty like they did SMU, but I can see them being like, "All right, postseason ban, right? No bowl game, no college football playoff, no Big Ten championship. Might as well be like, a distance. Like at that point, you're not punishing the coaches or punishing the people. Like I would be really hard pressed to believe that the players understand that this is actually going on. 
Like the players have no idea. They just think their coaches are geniuses, right? It's like, God, they just, they get us in the right protection and they get us in the right coverage every time. They're just so good. Like they don't have any idea that they have freaking. We're eight. special here at Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are special. They've got, they've got spies on the other side like this, that's, just that's exactly eyeballing them down. Like they have no idea. They're going to be the ones that get screwed for it, which will be the really unfortunate. To your point, let's say they went two and four during the pandemic year in 2020. Yeah. Is this Jim Harbaugh's ego a little bit? This is him getting getting clowned a little bit, right? They were going to try. Weren't they like cutting his salary in 2020? And he's they like, almost fired him. F this. Never will I be laughed at again. Never will I be two yeah. and four. You know, listen, go, go. Might, there's a lot of threads. So of, there's a lot of threads. There's a lot of evidence out there. And there seems to be more and more coming out. And the Michigan deniers and the Michigan try, people are trying to be like, Oh, watch all those tickets he bought. Those are for war heroes. It's like, okay, hold on. Like, there's there's so many you know, like spirals. Be, that's actually yeah. genius right there. That's if, a genius. If there's PR things cover that up. come out, we'll see. But I don't think there's any way they wiggle out of this without some type the of PR like, counterattack. How major fine? How dare you clown us for buying tickets for former Marines <laughs> and okay. that would shut and then giving them out. phones to watch yes. to record the game for their families, <laughs> save the memory. <laughs> Who cares? We buy it back from them. <laughs> It's Boone's uh, guy. All, all right. right. Who's, who's my mic? Who you got who's my mic? Here. Okay. We're going organizationally here. My mic is the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> and specifically, any Green Bay Packers fan under the age of 40. All of you are my mics this week. Because any Green Bay Packers fan under the age of 40 is mentally short-circuiting. <laughs> they are going blue screen of death wondering what is happening right now. This is crazy. I have had a Hall of Fame quarterback to watch every single Sunday since 1991. What is this? Me- why, why can't we score points against the Raiders? Why can't we beat the Denver Broncos who traded all their good defensive players? Why can't we score points anymore? If you're a 40-year-old Packer fan or younger, this is very mentally trippy for you. And I think we should discuss it through. We can be your therapist here on the O-line committee. I feel sort of bad for you, but also welcome to like the rest yeah. of your division for the <laughs> right? last thirty years. Yeah. Okay, welcome. I mean, you're if you need help, call a Patriots fan. They've, they're a few years oh, ahead of you. They're yeah, they're yeah. a few years ahead of you now. They can <laughs> they can walk you through the twelve steps. Of, like right now, you're in denial. <laughs> like right now, you're all in denial. Like you it's are, not that bad. It'll be okay. Jordan Love will turn no, this man. thing around. And you're you're staring the Patriots two years in a row of a one in five start, firing everyone and starting over. It's okay. It happens. Welcome to fandom. Like, welcome to the real world, Packers fans. It's always weird when we have a paradigm shift, too, in the NFL. Like, when I was a kid, the Bengals were garbage for, like, 10 years. They 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 whiffed on high draft picks. And then they got kind of good for another eight years with Marvin Lewis. Mm-hmm. But then they were, like, 0-8 in the playoffs. So they kind of graduated. But And then they get Joe Burrow, and it's weird. It's like, well, the Bengals are in Super Bowls. The Bengals are in... So the the paradigm shift here is the Packers. And again, I was born in 1985. You guys are a little younger. We None of us remember the Packers not being good and not having a Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh. They've only missed the playoffs like six or seven times since the early 1990s. Before that, between Hall of Fame quarterbacks, between Bart Starr and Brett Favre, I believe it was three playoff appearances from the late 60s until 1993. My Welcome goodness. back to NFL Purgatory. Welcome back. Green Bay Packers. I mean, that's it like, is, the, it's like it's the Lions weird. being good. I don't yeah, really ever remember the Lions being like, I remember them being okay with they had Calvin, uh, Calvin Johnson and Stafford like first got there. But like, I don't ever remember 
having national buzz about the Lions being good, like ever in my entire life. I just yeah. don't remember it. I vaguely remember like the Barry Sanders, Wayne Fonts sort of mid 1990s. But yeah, that's about it's about. It. But then Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson were so burnt out on playing for the Lions. They just, they just stopped playing they just when they were 29 retired. years Dude, old. They're like, how about I can't Calvin? Do this how about Calvin airing that dirty laundry? Like, listen, I'm, I'm pissed about what was it? They owed him money. And he was like, listen, or they took back a bunch of his money. And then he was like, this is nonsense. And I agree with him. Like, dude, at some point, Calvin Johnson was your entire team. The entire team was built around one guy. And to Rightfully burn so. that bridge just shows you what kind of an organization that is. Not even kidding you. Like, when the greatest walks in, I would have been like, whatever you want, dude. Whatever, <laughs> whatever makes you fucking happy. We, makes us happy. <laughs> makes everybody here happy. Let's just be happy, right? Yeah. Terrible. God yeah. damn. So... Sorry, guys. You know, we're here again. If you need some yes. references as to uh, how to cope and deal when you don't have Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers, just let us know. Plenty, by the way, as a Vikings guy myself, plenty of experience with, you know, the Tavares Jacksons, the Christian Ponders. <laughs> There's hey. also like the patchwork option. That's great. No. The Randall Cunninghams, don't. you know, I was Matt a Castle for dude. a few minutes. Josh Freeman for a day. Josh Freeman. <laughs> dude, this is, uh, last week was signed the 10 year anniversary of the Monday Night Football game. Josh Sign, Freeman. Signed on like a Wednesday, started on a Monday. Fantastic. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> Amazing. So, all right. Wow. A lot of hot mics there. Mm. Yeah, this, dude. Uh, this episode here. Starting off hot. Sure mm -hmm. is. I love it. All right. Before we get to dumb football questions, I think we should dive into the picks here. And Let's more importantly, it. the results from last week. Mm. <laughs> mm. <sighs> you want to talk about Packer fans getting humbled. <laughs> it's a good wow. thing we aren't sports betters, friends. <laughs> a lot of games not going our ways, boys. A lot of games. Ball just didn't bounce our way. Ball just didn't bounce our way. So, uh, yeah, we pick four highlighted games every week that we expect to be close. So, like, you know, these games are mostly supposed to be, like, two, three-point games. We pick straight up because spreads, spreads are for losers. For losers. And uh, last week, between the three of us, we picked 12 games. Only one of us picked a straight-up winner correctly, and it was Jeremiah with the Philadelphia Eagles winning their game. So, congratulations, Jeremiah. I was 0-4. Booney was 0-4. You were one and three. I'm now 17 and 11 on the season. Booney is 15 and 13, and you are back down to 500 at 14 and 14, but <laughs> pacing ahead of the field this week. So, hey, it's all right. <sighs> Mackie, right. what's your record? 17 and 11. All right. Are you writing these down? You're damn right I am. Okay. <laughs> he just has to take his socks Two off games out of down. first. Two and a half games out of first. I'm good. I'm good. Hey, when are we going to bring in the segment that we promised to do on Purple Data last year where you you bust out your, like, handwritten practice notes from 10 years ago, Booney? You want me to pull them out? Do you, I, I have do you some, ha too. You have some, too? Of course. Yeah, I have some right here, sitting right here. Does that make Open me that weird? Open that thing up. You know, Just it's funny. A random page. I, 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 random uh, page, what do you got? I was looking through this the other day, and it was actually my first training camp here in Minnesota. So I have everything written down from the first game on and it's like sean hills offense and all that fun stuff let's see let's open up to a random day sean hill with three i need flat to find, jackets i need to find my i need to find my uh my one from when i was in minnesota i had all the tonyisms written down no i i know i have day five of training camp and everything that he wrote on the board block the noise embrace the challenge just play fast and hard. Six and seven hole, four and five hole. You got to see the signs. Let the hands go. Paint and draws in. Elephant and rhinos in. Purple, dead play till code word is used. Day six, we put in 6070 G Club G Boss. 
60, 70 G. And then we went on over goal line. 20, 30 blast versus five, three. We're going to be to the will linebacker. We're going to man and we're going to mup it versus six, two. Everybody is man backside guard and center yellow to the will linebacker. Do you guys blast. remember when Sperano, I think it was when he was with the Raiders and they got off to a bad start and he yep. brought the team together and they buried a football in a grave. <laughs> yeah. It's on YouTube somewhere. I should find Tony it. Tony and I show. talked about that when he was in San Francisco. Tony and I were in Frisco together before. Dude, I was such a loser that on the backside of all this, I used to drop the blitzes from the opposing team that we were going to see. There was just so much stuff that I would just constantly draw up. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. I mean, I've got, I'm looking through here. I have one in here that's like, throw your hand, stop being a pussy. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> all these notes just go nowhere it's it's crazy oh, it's think. yeah if someone opened this they'd think that i had like it's just it makes no sense it just makes no sense like here, Stop i got the, being I got the opener i got the openers here for the night game right you got the openers is this the 15 gonna... scripted right here yep night before right there oh. openers key right baby i see that key right yep. Dude. key right act see? four 20 30 gut slam all of it all Dude, of it all of it all of it 16 man. of camp Right here. Look at, all these, look at all these notes that Tony wanted us to know. Get, this is like a general uh, Andrew Luck. Day 16 of camp, yep. and we're getting weary on the road, headed to Jacksonville. There's a, few, there's a few in there. It's like day I don't even know. It's just like the sun came up, the sun went down, the day The best ended, is when you look camp. at the back and you try to figure out like what you were writing to a friend that day. Like, what does this say? What were we talking about? Oh, okay. I got it. I have a bunch of random doodles everywhere because I used to just, like, oh. draw. Oh, yeah. The Why best. is there a picture of Garfield on my yep. notebook? Um, okay, four games this week. we got to dig out of our funk here. Mm. We're going to start with uh, Bengals at 49ers straight up. Oh. Who's got it? Booney? Boone, you want it first? What's up? Bengals, Niners. Bengals at 49ers this week. All right. Well, let's think logically, okay? Bengals are coming off a of bye week. That's a plus. Niners are, what, 0-2 in the last two games against the Vikings. Six minutes left. Dude throws two picks to win the game. I'm going to say the Bengals are going to win because they're coming off the bye week. OBJ's feeling a lot better. They can slow down this pass rush, get Burrow moving around, get that outside. Dude, what Kirk put up against them, like 385. Mm-hmm. Like they're, And let's be honest, this is one of the things that we're talking about that game. Dre Greenlaw was playing his ass off, but he is clearly hurt. Like, he was on the ground a lot. Fred Warner, blood all over the glove. Dude was holding his hand half the night. Like, these dudes are starting to get banged up. And it's now it's going to be, in my opinion, this is when it starts to become who can execute better, who can play flawless football, who can not turn the ball over, who can get the run game going, who can run the clock down, who can put up points on the board. And – Honestly, I think that the Bengals coming off a of bye week are a scary team, dude. Let, let's be honest. If you can start getting these receivers hit in stride, maybe even get Joe Mixon going a little bit, I, I think the Bengals can take this. I want to take the Bengals here, but I, I can't bet against 0-2 49ers. I think they'll get themselves back on track. You know, I think the Vikings have a top five offensive line right now. You have the two one of the be- two best tackles in the NFL right now, and they shut down Bosa and they shut down Armstead and those guys. The Bengals have shown that they can score points, but not consistently enough. I think I got to go Niners here. Yeah, I'm going to use some logic. Boone used logic with his. I'm going to use logic for mine. A Bengal is a ferocious tiger, mm. but a 49er travels with a pickaxe. Mm. Okay. So I'm going to go with 
the man holding a pickaxe to defeat the ferocious tiger here, especially mm. after two straight losses. Yeah, I so think give they, me the 49ers. They're at a critical point in their Short season, week. too. They're in a critical point in their season, too. Yeah, you thought, man, coming at? off that. It's in San Francisco. It's in San Fran. Yeah. You thought coming off that loss to the Browns with an extra day to prepare, too, that, I mean, I I thought they were going to smoke the Vikings, so the Vikings kind of shocked me. I, I They shocked I, I everybody, dude. Knock the, it off. Everyone that, over here defending them. But here's Stop. the thing. The Vikings play flawless football. Now, they've proven that they can't. Can they do that week in and week out? I do not know. You're drinking a monster energy drink at 8.30 at night, you absolute lunatic. You sad. I'm just That's saying. a wind down, by the way. That's yeah. like his wind down. Yeah. It's like a warm glass of milk for Booney. <laughs> but, you know, the Bengals, for me, have been in, an inconsistent team, much like the Vikings. If they can come out and beat the Niners, though, I think we can say, okay, the Bengals will figure something out. They're coming back. But I think the Niners are just going to be too pissed off, too coming in there ready to rock, and just too much for the Bengals right now. All right, let's go uh, Browns at Seahawks, traveling some time zones out to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, you know, I like, I think this is going to be a really, really good game. The Seahawks are coming in their way a little bit with the running game with Charbonnet and Walker. You know, they still have DK, who's kind of been off to a slow start this year, not what you're used to seeing from him. But the Browns defense is, even though they gave up a bunch of points to Gardner Minshew and them, they just, they find a way. I mean, they, they find a way. They're so smothering. They're so suffocating. And I really do think the Browns are going to win this game. Now, that's prevalent. It's now, I know it's Tuesday night. A lot of that depends if Deshaun Watson plays or not. I think he should play. I mean, he wasn't diagnosed with a concussion. As no, they we just kind of left him out. They right? just kind of were like, mm, you sit. But if he plays, I think they win. Yeah, I'll go next. I'll give Booney the, uh, the last pick here. There's just something about the Seahawks. I don't know. They've just been... They've been kind of overlooked. They've been sort of nondescript compared to the household names from, you know, five, ten years ago. And uh, they're hard to beat in that stadium. So I know the Browns. De- and by the way, so for the Browns defense, Karen, but the Browns wound up winning a shootout this last week. So they, they did prove, I guess, that they can win in some different ways. I'm going to go Seahawks in a close game. Booney, former team, former team for uh, Boone here. Hometown, I'm going to go. Hometown listen, team. Mm-hmm. Listen, I agree. And I'm not sure what they're going to do with Deshaun Watson. I mean, if you were the Browns, what would you do? Play him. Okay. You're paying him too much money to not play him. Oh, I agree. Him. Absolutely. I'm just saying if something goes wrong, it's definitely going to fall back on you. And last year with Tua, this year is not going to be he any better. He doesn't have a concussion. Though. I'm just saying. He may, maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know, doctor. <laughs> but I will say this. I love the Seahawks. But I did stay at a Holiday Express right. last year. Yeah. I did. And I love Pete Carroll. That's my guy. No question. But I think the Brownies pull this one out. Let's uh, go, yes. CLE. Come on now. Sorry, Mackie. Well, no, I'm I'm happy to be differentiated here. No, you're not. You don't want to okay. do this. Okay. I don't know. What, I'm 0-4 and my head's spinning from last week. <laughs> Jaguars at Steelers. Oh, battle God, of the Steelers. Two lost teams here. Tom here is finding a way to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. He I sure mean, he, every year. Like, he's such a good coach. He finds ways every year to put that team in a competitive situation to be a winning football team. The Jaguars have been hot. You know, they have a little bit of time here getting Trevor Lawrence back. He was a little nicked up in that game, but I'm going to take the Steelers here. I know I'm I'm betting against my 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 tactics. Can you do that? Can you do that? You're turning against I had a I had a better no, you, you just said I'm all in. You just said I'm all in. No one forced you to do anything. No one can all force right. you to do anything. I think the Steelers win this game. <laughs> Booney? Dude, I can't believe this. You know what? 
I can't. And I, and I can't tell you why I can't pick them, but I can't pick the Jaguars. I'm going Steelers all the way. Why? I can't Hold tell on. you why. why I can't. What do you, mean I can't? you can't tell us? Something can't my four-year-old does. I did something, but I can't tell you what I did. I'm going Steelers all the way because I'm with you. I think Mike Tomlin has his team find a way to win. Do you, like, know something? Yeah, what's I, going on here? No, I don't know speak. anything. I don't is this, know This anything. is like insider trading yeah, here. You speak. can't. No, it's can't not. I swear. I'm just, I just don't have a good feeling about the Jaguars this weekend. I'm all about the Steelers. He knows something. I don't. <laughs> you're, you're a horrible liar. I'm walking right into this. I'm picking the Jaguars. <laughs> And if the Jaguars have like all contracted some sort of weird disease and <laughs> somehow Boone knows be about like it, signing practice squad guys, I don't know. is Trevor Lawrence? Is Trevor Lawrence okay? <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. The doctors say it's only temporary. <laughs> yeah. This is one of those things where I just I can't pick the Jaguars right now. I'm sorry. No. Okay, let's go to New York here, or technically New Jersey, I think, where the Jets are playing air quotes at the Giants. I was supposed to be at this game. I was supposed to be going to this game. Um, I'm like, I can't anymore. My dad is actually going to be having surgery at the Mayo Clinic next week. So I'm going to be going up there for that. But <sighs> I want to take the Giants out of loyalty to my guy, John Michael Schmitz. I do. But I think the Jets have found something. And that guy's name is Brees Hall. I think Brees Hall, I mean, you hear it now, Dalvin Cook's back on the trade block because that was kind of a panic sign, in my opinion, where they were like, I don't know if Brees Hall's And he's starting to emerge of being the guy that we all saw last year before the injury. That defense is still very, very good. Now, I think Wink Martindale's got the Giants defense playing lights out right now, too. But I think I got to roll with the Jets in this one. I'm going, I'm going J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets here, too, man. There's, You know what it is? It's not even Brees Hall. It's... Aaron Rodgers aura, just spinning the ball on the sidelines, walking out, no walking boot, nope. no limp, playing no catch care. with his teammates. It's all about manifestation yeah, with the Jets sure. right now. He is manifesting these victories, and that's Watch what's going to happen. Back. And I think it's it's Watch a very patchwork offensive line still for the Giants, right? I think last game they had one guy in there that was a starter day one, and he was playing a different position. Right, you've now got dude that was on the Eagles practice squad starting at right tackle for them last week. You have Glowinski in there, Ben Braidson, Josh Pugh straight off the couch, and then I couldn't tell you gun to my head right now who started left tackle for them last week. Couldn't tell you right now. Gun to my head, who was it? Pull the trigger. No clue. Yeah. Right. So you talk about that going <laughs> what, against what a way to Jeremiah go. Jeremiah's dead. Dude, dead. can you imagine God, being in a situation it. where someone's like, dude, I need you to tell me right now, or you're dead, like who pull the, the left tackle for the Jets pull. was <laughs> Pull the trigger, man. No <laughs> clue. Take my pull wallet. It. No, yep. dude. I need the left tackle. Done. Pull the trigger. Have no idea. You're no, in a in... really fucked up situation if that's what you're <laughs> Tell me the left yeah. tackle for the Giants <laughs> right now. It's like Saw 14, you know? Yeah. Where are you? <laughs> Andrew Thomas. I'm in a dungeon. No. It's like uh, clown Zulu, no. Just a pew. No. Okay. That's, that's all I got. That's all I got. All right. Listen. I'm going because you know I love my Jets. I'm all about Aaron Rodgers coming back this year, and I'm all about this dude making it to the Super Bowl. Dude, let's let's rock on. J-E-T-S-S. Let's go. S-S. J-E-T-S-S-S-S. You heard me. You heard me. All day, every day, baby. Come on, Aaron. Give it to me. Sorry, sorry, J. Mike. You know I love you. All right. So that's the only game that we're that we're all in lockstep here is the J-E-T-S, which means the Giants are winning by 17 points. I can't believe that Mackey took the Jaguars and you didn't. I'm really kind of judging you. I know. Can you text I'm me what's wrong with the Jaguars judging. after the show? <laughs> Full retraction. No, I can't. You're like they're playing crashed yesterday, actually. <laughs> yeah. you, you didn't see the news? I can't tell you why. So, 
All right, those the those are the picks right there, boys. It's time for some dumb football questions here. My favorite time on the old line committee podcast, where you guys, the the listener and viewer faithful of this podcast, can submit any dumb football question you want. I've by the way, I've seen this segment lately on the uh, the world renowned New Heights podcast, where they name it something different. Just know that dumb football questions actually started on the O line committee. Yeah, just want people to know stole that stole it okay. from us. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're gonna steal, we're, I'm steal Taylor Swift flattery. from them next. Yeah. Okay. Easy, easy. <laughs> Jay easy. might quit actually if that happens. Yeah. No, God. Let's start with uh, this question. By the way, hit us up with any dumb football questions in the YouTube comment section. We'll get to as many as we can. Uh, we love going through these. So uh, Hickory wants to know, what was the most impressive thing you ever saw a player do in the weight room? And can you name who it was? Oh, what? <laughs> Which person? Not named me. I mean, dude, there were so oh, many. Oh, my self suck. <laughs> Ding. No, no. I'm saying there oh were no. I was gosh. not. Like, no, uh, no, no. Who I'm else but me? The no, rhino was not, the most impressive person me, in the world. Barely, dude. Are you kidding me? I played with Alden Smith. I watched him cover Randy Moss on a go route. Blanketed him. I was like, I don't belong out here. I don't know what I'm fucking doing. I do not belong out here. It was seriously one of the most impressive things I ever saw. But there was, uh, I played with Vernon Golston at Ohio State. And I don't know, Jay, you ever played against him? I did not. He was a freak. Total. Like he was, had he had a mean attitude, he would, he would have been without a doubt the meanest, nastiest, best defensive at. Like he was, we, we came in one day for, testing and he was squatting 550 and after 20 they were like done just stop he was like are you sure they were like stop (laughs) now and then he went over to the bench and put 500 pounds on and after 20 they were like stop just (laughs) just stop i'm not even kidding you he was 295 pounds probably zero percent body fat 0.0000 all the way down to zero it was he was a freak show but he just for whatever reason, could never remember in the they did the uh, hard knocks and the coach was like, I want you to go start a fight. Remember Rex Ryan was like, I want you to go start a fight with Vernon. And it was because he was literally like, I need to see what this dude's about. And they went over and started fighting. Vernon was like, stop, man, stop, stop. That's like how he was. He was always like, whoa. Wasn't there whoa. a story, by the way, that Rex Ryan was maybe like coming back to coaching or something? Let me God, I hope not. It was that Vance Joseph was going to get fired and Rex Ryan and- that's what it was. Yeah. Stop it. Don't do that to fans. Fans. Rex Ryan, guy. by the way, uh, he definitely he, he's definitely installed some new choppers. If you've seen him on TV mm-hmm. recently, like Have that not. dude could could blind a four way intersection with his smile right now. But uh, good for hey, you. you know who else was a low key super freak? Staley. Did you know that I think he still holds the four by one record in the state of Michigan? Because he was he wasn't a left tackle his whole life. He was a tight end. He was super fast, and that's why they moved him out to left tackle. Eventually, they were like, "Oh, you, you got great feet. You like to block. Like get out there." He could run like the wind. I mean, it's just you ever like get really tired and you see your friend and he's not tired. And you're like, "How the fuck is he not tired?" And you're just, <laughs> like, "I would be sucking gas," and he'd be like, "Come on, guys, let's go." Like, <laughs> okay like just the worst like the dude was just a super freak but that that's like everybody on the team it's, it's just incredible yeah th- there's a couple for me one was in college uh nadamakan sue i can remember mm. watching him mm. hang clean for reps 455 like for like sets of four and five like no straps just gripping and ripping and i was an 17 year old freshman like 
kind of like Boone, like I, I can't. I, I can't. I have to block. Uh, I came into the wrong room. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I was looking for the underwater basket weaving class. I think I'm in the wrong place. Right. Like he was a freak show. And then another guy is Wyatt Teller. Wyatt Teller. Oh. Now he was he was a specimen Cleveland right now. Right. He's from like he's yeah, he played with I played with him in Buffalo when he was a fourth oh. rounder. Now he was a special type of human. And when I mean special, like not a lot going on up here all the time. Love the kid to death. But light wasn't always on all the way up. And I can remember on like a Wednesday morning, we came in and we had our lift and we were getting our squats in. And it was like week eight or week nine. And like I'm warming up with like 225 on the bar, just trying to get the back loose a little bit. And I look over at him and he's got the Buffalo bar, which is the bar that bends, like that goes across. And he's got 600 pounds and he's moving it with ridiculous speed with no shoes on, like just barefoot, just barefoot, ripping and ripping it. And he did the same thing. Like he repped it and he kind of racked it. And he's like, oh, morning, guys. How's it going? Like not <laughs> short of breath. Not like, oh, like, you know, like not like the life is drained from his body. Like just completely like, oh, I just, yeah, they told me to lift that. So like I just lifted it. I'm like, oh, okay, you freak. Like there's some dudes that are just so naturally God-given strong. It is wild. It's not fair. That's exactly what that is. It's not fair. You know who uh, you said that and it made me think of uh... – Kyle Long used to train with us in the offseason, and he was another one. Like, he would just show up. We'd all be warmed up. He would just walk in the gym be like, hey, what's up, dudes? be like, oh, nothing. We're uh, behind the neck pressing 225 today because, you know, Chuck's in a crazy mood. He'd be like, oh, sounds fucking sweet. Just no bullshit. No warm-up. Came right over. 225 behind the neck. Just straight up, straight down. I was like, are you fucking serious? Who is this guy? Who is this? Just unbelievable. And then the last one was James Harrison. James Harrison. Used to, we used to train with in his gym. And one day he came in and um, he was kind of making fun of us because we were floor pressing like 405. And he was like, you guys are pussies. And so my mentor, Chuck, was like, oh, yeah, if you're so fucking tough, why don't you get down there and do it? So this dude, straight cold, gets on the ground, 405, set of 10. So Chuck, not to be outdone, is like, all right, cool. So now he gets on the ground, completely cold, like, all right, I'm going to do it too. And we're like, I didn't know this became a war all of a sudden. (laughs) Next thing I know, there's like 455 pounds on the bar. And I'm like, wait a minute. When did this become a you guys show? And we're out of it. And it was just back and forth completely cold i was like there's no and then i ended up having to play him that year and i was like dude this is not even fair anymore this dude didn't even warm up and he's like his arms are this long and he's just (laughs) stroking the shit out of 450 floor press like it's nothing where do you find these people dude i can appreciate as a guy who broke the uh, hanover elementary school record for sit-ups in a minute for a sixth grader here (laughs) get it we're all speaking the same language uh, Frankie S chimes in says I had to wear a cup from peewee football all the way through high school. I heard that NFL players don't wear a cup. Is that true? I haven't worn a cup since Nam. I, I like, I, I, I can't remember. I think I wore one in like peewee for a little bit. And then everyone's like, what are you doing? I'm like, don't you, don't you have to wear a cup? I'm like, no. Yeah. I, no one wears a cup. You can't run with those things on. You can't like, no, no one wears we, a we, cup. We, we, we didn't even wear leg pads for the longest time until like what? The year was, before we got out, we retired. They were like, "All right, now they're mandatory that they have to be in your pants at all times." Well, I remember, I remember guys used to cut out the so like the leg pads, the old school leg pads, super bulky. Like 
guys would rip the padding. This was you. I think you used to do this. They'd rip the padding off of the leg pads and just have like the little plastic shell that was because they had like, to see the three lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and Boone would just like put that in his pants. Like it was worthless. It was. It did nothing. It did nothing. And like that, guys. Yeah, everyone tries to wear as little as possible on their lower body so that you can move fast. And, and a not cup only that, is, but a cup the, is not. You can't move with a cup off. The chances of you getting hit in the legs like that, like in the you know, it's so. I mean, very George, rare. George Kittle found out. Yeah, the different. hard way. We're not Monday catching balls. No one's week. tackling us. Like, they're, no one's going to hit you in the balls. But you're like, you never catch like a stray knee from a defensive tackle. I I don't think I ever got hit in the balls one time playing. Football. I will say this: I did punch a guy that jumped one time, and he did kick me in the balls. But that was like more of a, a reaction from him. I should have been more expecting it. And I was like, oh, that hurt. But then, I mean, it wasn't like oh, I got to wear my cup. <laughs> just imagine yeah that. you knew that was coming back at you too right Dude, like, i remember you, though do you remember in like pop warner when the coaches be like cup check time you'd be yeah. like what oh, have and then we'd have to knock you'd all knock <laughs> on it yeah coach would walk around with a bat swinging who's up i do remember that you were so stupid back then uh stewart gonzalez blank says can you guys talk about the center position and the difficulty and unique challenges of playing center. How do you snap the ball? And like, I I'll even, I'll pick this up and go from here for this. It does seem unfair that like the other four offensive linemen just get to like be on the ready, but then one guy has to deliver the football through his legs. Why you know, I guess you could do it a different way, right? But that's probably the most efficient way to do it. That's why we've done it that way for 75 years. And then like block a 320 pound monster in front of it. Yeah, I mean, I played center my last three years in the NFL as the backup. And when I first got thrown into that role, it it's a panic initially because you realize, like, if you screw the snap up, everything else is dead, right? Like, everything else that everyone else is doing is meaningless if you, know, if you mess that snap up. So priority number one when you're a center is, like, you have to learn that snapping is as easy as walking for you. You can't even think about it, right? It's like, it's like blinking. You don't even realize you're doing it. And because as soon as you start thinking about the snap, you're going to get beat physically, right? As soon as you're starting thinking like, okay, where's my hand? Okay, finish back and through. Don't <laughs> let my wrist like cross here. Okay, I'm stepping here, so I can't bring my hand with me as I'm snapping or I'm going to pull it this way. You're toast. You're done, right? So you just have to do reps on reps on reps. But it's another thing, too, to practice center, and then when you get out there in the game for the first time, I'll never forget my first preseason game when they're like, all right, you're in at center. And this was like my first live live reps at it, not mm. not in a practice, not in a controlled environment. Like, And you walk out there, and you're looking at the defense, and they're all looking at you because you're like initially – everyone on the defense initially looks at the center. You know, that's like the first thing. So you're like kind of looking around, and you just feel 11 sets of eyeballs right on you. You're like, oh, this is real. Like, this is real and terrifying. <laughs> and you just get down there, and you're trying to make the calls, and everyone's yelling at you trying to make a call. And you're just like, ah. And then the quarterback's like, come on, hot, hot. And you're just freaking out. Like, it is a true panic moment your first few times at center. I I loved it after I got used to it because I loved being in control and being able to control everything. But it is an extremely hard mental position to play. Probably, honestly, though, Boone, you might back me up. I think it's one of the easier physical positions to play on the offensive line rather than some of the other ones. I was just going to say that. So while Jay makes a great point, you have to be mentally at the highest point of your game because not only are you snapping the ball, but you can't ever forget the snap count. And you have to set everybody in motion at all times. Like 
without the point, we don't know where we're going because we could be going there. We could be going here. We could be going back here. There's a lot of places. So I think that when you say, hey, listen, the center position, yes, while it's a tough position and it's mentally challenging, we know that at the same time. Like, it's funny you said he has to snap the ball and we don't. We know he does. So a lot of times we'll always cover for the center. Like, if he's got a nose and I don't have anybody in my gap, I know he has to snap the ball. I'm not going to completely void the center. I'm going to sit there and hold, and my tackle actually knows, hey, I don't have help right away because he's helping the center. And then he's going to come out to me. Like, it's always work your way in to out. And so you always want to make sure the center's on point. But two, and I'm not saying this is really, like, crazy, but if you fuck your center, he's going to come back and get you later. (laughs) Like, he'll – I'm not kidding you. They are very vengeful. Like, they'll be like, hey (laughs) – Where'd you go on that, Ricky? Like, oh, dude, I had a uh, we had that blitzer. I had to get out there. Yeah, he came from depth. You you just you don't throw a hand anymore. Oh, no, 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 no. I, my bad, my bad. I'll get you. Yeah. So now what he'll do the next time he's sliding left? Guess who's gonna boogie woogie his ass out of there without throwing a hand for you? Like he's like, how'd you like it? Did you like it? No, I didn't. I, I totally did not like that. Yeah. Throw me a hand next time. Got it. And self-sabotage. We love oh. them though. The centers are the guys. Like they're the they are technically like the alpha. No matter what you what they are off the field, on the field, they are alphas. Like they are like, I said four call. And you're like, got it. All right. Hey, he forwarded it. Hey, bring it back. Like, you sure? I said four. Got it. Unless you're unless you're let's see if he knows this person. Unless you're in Jacksonville and you mic the corner. Nick Easton. And, Nick Easton from Harvard. And then all of a sudden, everyone, literally, you see four sets of helmets turn in like, did you just mic the corner? <laughs> oh, my God. And I'll tell you this. The best centers, and we've been in the rooms with these guys, they will fall on the sword for the other four offensive linemen. Always. Right? Like, they, and the, the best part is they're so pissed while they're doing it. But they refuse to throw anyone else under the bus. The good ones, right? The, the, the Hall of Famers, the guys that have been in the league for a long time. Like, I can remember we're sitting there, and you know as a guard or a tackle, you're like, I know I screwed this play up. Like, ID-wise, I know I went to the wrong guy. And so you'll be sitting there, and, Searles, what happened here? Why did you go to this guy? And you're sitting there like, ah, coach in the Central chime. You're like, ah, I mic the wrong person. And you kind of look over at them, and they just kind of glare at you like, hey, idiot, do it again, and I'll kill you. You're like, got it. Right? And then the coach looks like, really? And he's like, yeah. And then, like, it's very clearly on film that he mic'd the right person. He's like, yeah. But on film, you're pointing right here. He's like, nope, Mike, the wrong guy. That's on leadership. me. I'll, That's leadership. I'll take that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Versus other centers, <clears throat> Nick Easton, will remain nameless. We're the fastest bus hey. throwers of all <laughs> time. Or listen, when that question is asked and we all start to lean forward, like, yeah, what did you say? Yeah. That's all, the, you remember that? And yeah. there was no answer. And we were all like, see, you're not a center. You're just not the guy because Jay's right. I played with Goody and he was phenomenal. And he was one of those guys that was like, listen, I'll get you in the right spot. But if anybody hits me late, I need you to get him back for me. We were like, you got it, buddy. Like you. Just, and the minute you would mess up, he'd be like in the just like Jay said in the room. But, hey, I did that wrong. Like, you, should, you played 15 years in this league. You don't know. Four, three defense. Yeah. Just seemed to happen. Didn't it? Boom. <laughs> yeah, it did. Won't happen again. <laughs> Ever again. <laughs> like they're they're just because they know I'm the guy. It lives and dies with me. But you better have my back always. Like he'll have our back. Yeah. We better always protect him when it comes to those noses that are jumping him, the twisters, all those things. Like we're always there to protect them. And, and I'll I'll end with this: the cardinal rule. If you're the center, 
do not lie to the coach about the other, like what happened actually out there, right? Like during the game, like there's been plenty, there was many a times we played with centers that will rename nameless Nick Easton, who we would come off on the side <laughs> and he would say on the field, he would have mic'd someone we did and we'd come off on the side. We'd all be sitting there looking at the tape and looking at Toby. Like, what happened here? What, why we, why didn't we go to this guy? He's like, Oh, I mic'd that guy. And we'd all be like, the hell you did. Right, like, but no one, no one wants to say anything pregame because, like, and we're like, you're in right, a game. Like, he'll fix it in the meeting room, right? Well, it's tempers are high, blood's boiling, it's fine. And we get in the meeting room, and he's like, oh yeah, I definitely called the mic over there. They just, they must not have heard it. We're like, eight eyeballs just shifting. Okay, away. and so then you're one getting cussed out, and you're sitting there going, yep, okay, sure thing, sure thing, bud. And then you get in the locker room, and he's like, I just, I, I thought I mic'd that guy. I swear I did. We're like, you didn't. You didn't do it. And he's like, ah, sorry, guys. And after you just got dog cussed in the meeting, you're like, hmm. Or you don't snap it on the right time. I will say this. Tony always knew. <laughs> Tony and I talked a lot. And so he would, after those meetings, I always got pulled upstairs. And it was what was really said. And I would, we'd pull all those plays back up. He'd be like, who do you mic? I'd be like, can you believe you fucking mic that guy? He'd be like, why didn't you fix it? He's the center, not me, Tony. Fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> he, so, he was just, Nick used to drive him nuts. So he if did. there's like 60 offensive plays or whatever in a game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and Jason Kelsey's the best center in the NFL. And, uh, you know, random center that shall go nameless, Nick Easton, uh, whatever. <laughs> well, what percentage of plays does a center ID, like Jason Kelsey, what percentage of plays does he ID correctly? 100%. Yeah. 100 they don't miss 100 and then what about like the like the the below average centers 60 plays in a game how many 90, do they 97 98 so it could be like two plays three yeah, plays or two something. three plays if you're Only, batting below if you're batting below 90 you're not a starting center in the league you're not it's like an umpire it's like an umpire you're yeah. gonna well, no, get because like when it comes to the center sometimes they don't see the safety come all the way and a lot of times too it's like their discretion like sometimes it gets into that gray area where we're all kind of like should we should we not and then all of a sudden the coach is like we should have and we were all like Fuck, we thought we shouldn't have you didn't seem very close to us and it's like you know, you get into those areas. But for the most part, dude, if you're a starting center in the NFL, you are IDing because you sit in the meetings with the quarterback. You guys run those meetings. And it's a lot of him just talking to the center. He's saying it out loud so that we can all hear it. But he's really just talking to one guy. Like, hey, we get this look. I want to ID this guy. He's not telling me. I don't give a shit if Boone knows who to ID. It's the guy next to me that needs to know. Hey, I'm talking to you, center. Guy with the hand on the ball. You must ID him. Safety comes down. We're going to kill it and go this way. Got it? It's not me saying, okay. It's literally the center going, yeah, we got it. We understand. And it's him going, I understand. I'll get these four idiots with me. You just tell me how you want to run this whole show. Now, it helps when we all know what's going on and we can all figure it out because then it's not a lot of one guy directing traffic. It's five guys understanding why we killed it, why we're checking it, why we're new IDing this guy or the safety's down. It just makes things move smoother. Dude, that was – wow. That was, that was way more than I thought we were going to get from that question. That was – we, right. we threw a couple centers. guys under the bus. This was great. That guy, that guy I'll threw us the under the bus. I'll take the bus. I'll wear it. I love how you guys have decided I'm going to build a media platform just to throw that one asshole <laughs> under the bus from Listen, those practice meetings. It's like the it's like the scene from Super Bad. People don't forget. 
people don't forget. Listen, you don't forget. Like I'll never forget. Now nah, who's laughing on yeah. the two point conversion against Dallas? I will never forget that. <laughs> I will I'll never, never forget. ever forgive hey, that. And I'll I will. Ne- I, you may forget one day, but I will never forgive. How about this? I'll <laughs> never forget that Marcus Martin snapped the ball on one when it was on two in Pittsburgh. I'm not kidding you. On third and ten. You think they were juiced up? We had. I was looking back and I saw the ball and I go, "No fucking way!" That <laughs> I swear to God, I never chest. saw. I never saw Cap get hit so hard in his life. He did. He, he looked at the ball like, "Did he really?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" No, no, I'll never no. forget it. Never forget. Never oh forget. my god! Yeah, keep hitting us up with dumb football questions. You never know when we got it might room for one more. Or no, well, come on, hit me uh, one more time, baby. Well, you guys want one more? We got, one more. one more. We got okay. one more. We got one more. Okay, Stewie, and we're going to have like three film reviews, too, that are going to get spicy this week. I mm. just know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stewie Fly chimes in and says, what's with the five pounds of tape on every offensive lineman's ankles? Ankles? What? I mean, hands? Okay. Spat. I used to spat. I was a spat I guy. I didn't, like, I didn't like having my ankles taped under my shoes because like, you do it from August 1st all the way till January. Like Your skin just gets absolutely raw. Like it just rubs the crap. So I would always spat over the shoe, which is essentially I would just it's like my ankle tape. But I just used to do it over the shoe. Now where I used to have five pounds of tape was on my hands. Mm-hmm. My hands, I mean I mean, these fingers, they just they don't work great, as we've spoke on this show many a times. But like I would have a thumb a thumb cast on there. I'd have the Evo Shields. You remember the Evo Shields boom? Oh, yeah. yep. They're basically these things that like they they're air, they're like you pop them open and they're and then you mold them on there and they just rock like they, they get hard around Super. Man, I got weird paws but like they get really hard around your thumbs and so like they're just turned so you can just throw those hands like a like a boxer or a fighter you just like jab just, a guy in the ribs yeah and i mean stuff, you like? just i mean i'm not kidding i would use a roll of tape basically per a hand like and then you'd have the little tape that you do per finger and i taped each finger individually like I made sure that I could throw my hands as hard as humanly possible, and they would be protected as much as I could, so that I could just try and strike the strike God, the soul you, out of people. Do you guys ever like? I follow all these accounts on social media, like old football film and all these ones. And this is way back in like the the seventies and before. And there was a guy named Deacon Jones who was a defensive oh, yeah. edge rusher, legendary from the seventies. Mm-hmm. And and his move was to just put seventeen pounds of tape on both hands and arms. And this is when you could do the head slap. Yeah. So you could just like the ball is snapped, your defensive end, you've got a club on your right hand, and you just swing it like a bat and you, you hey, hit somebody up. Shout the out head. to those guys that played in that era. Because that shit was oh. different. I'm not even kidding you. Those guys are legends in my mind. For the stuff that they dealt with, the face masking, the head slapping, the not like the craziness. Dude, the it dick was. the the Dick Buckus clips that came out a couple weeks yeah. ago again that you resurfaced. It's like a running back is trying to like get up after the tackle on him, just a mud soaked field, and he'll just like step on his head and put it back down in the mud. No big deal. Put his cigarette down. Yeah. You know? yeah. Hey, I will say this: defensive players have gotten really smart, and JJ Watt started this whole craziness with the elbow. Because the minute you are right, listen, everybody, we know why they wear them. It's because when they come down on that chop, they got a piece of steel here now instead oh. of bone. Let me tell you how not fun that was to block, <laughs> especially Linval, Linval Joseph. Joseph. Through, yeah. And I would be like, dude, it's walk through. You broke my fucking thumb. He'd be like, Bro, you got harder. It's walkthrough. Dude, Linville, Linville used to wear the elbow pad, the elbow brace for walkthrough. He'd tape 
for walkthrough, and that's when I started playing center. It got to the point where I just snap it. and I wouldn't even put my hands up. Like, I wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't even put it up because it's like it's not worth just coming home to just cuts and bruises all over my oh, forearm. And my wife terrible. be like, "Oh, rough practice." I'd be like, "Walk through." It was a really, really hard walk through. Like it sucked. Like it was fourteen horrible. stitches on my non snapping hand. God. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Hey, right, to, so. to talk about the ankle tape, I still can't grow hair up into my calf because I've taped my <laughs> ankles my entire career. It's <laughs> hilarious. I look down sometimes and I'm like, "Why do I have no hair?" Oh, that's right. Cause I taped my ankle. You could either use Nair or you could just use offensive lineman athletic tape. I yep. guess. Hey, I will say it is an art. If you can find a good trainer to mm. tape or spat because it is so hard. Like you just have to do, you have to do like when, when you go to a new team, I remember having to go. That's see the shows. worst dude. That's the worst. We have to find a new taper. Oh. Hey, I'm, I'm a figure eight with a heel lock kind of guy. And he goes, I know exactly what you need. And I was like, Oh, I speak the lingo. Like, cause I remember when I left Frisco, I go, Hey, what kind of a rep do I get here? And they were like, figure eight with an ankle lock. I go, Roger that. And I'm out of here. Yep. Literally the only thing I took, but, <laughs> Finding a good trainer because I remember early on, this might be a self suck, but when Nike used to sponsor the athletes, I was one of the guys Nike had. And so we would spat, and then Fergie would come in and tape the Nike swoosh back on, on top of the tape so that nobody could. And so for weeks, nobody would know. And then finally, like week 12, you'd get a letter like, hey, we think you're spatting. We're not sure. And like, Ferg, we got 12 weeks in, man. Great job. You're a hell of an artist, man. You are. They, seriously, you'd see the guy looking. The Nike logo is like, like vertical. It's yeah. just he'd be like, Oh, dude, Nike used to get hot. They'd get hot if you were a sponsored athlete. Much. You covered up that switch, the letters that would come in. And then Cliff King would come in and start yelling at you. You'd be like, shut up, Cliff. You're not my coach. Who the fuck are you yelling at? I play football in the professional league. Leave me alone. Oh, my God. Yeah. So there you go. There's your, uh, there's your story about ankle tape right there. Oh, Stewie Fly. To Hopefully Fergie, was... too. Greatest trainer ever. I Fergie. Loved him to death. Yeah. Nate Bresky. Loved him. Love I know Nate. you know Nate. I had Nate in Buffalo. He was, he was the man. Hey, you know who I saw at Philly? Tom Hunkley was standing right yeah. behind. He was standing directly behind Syrian. I go, shout out Tom Hunkley. My guy right there. Woo! Yeah. Once you found your guy, like you, you used to have to take a few to like, you'd be like, when you get to a new team, you'd start like, okay, I'll let him tape my ankles and spat one day. Be like, oh, that was dog shit. All right, I'll go to this guy. <laughs> like, oh, that was a little bit better. But like, I still, and then you'd be like, oh, that was the one. Right, that was the one, and then you start like, okay, I got to make sure I like I give this guy a Christmas present, I take care of this yeah. dude, like no. he's my guy, right? Like, you got to take care of your guy because they're hard always, to find. Always, always take, and and that's what's funniest too. That's a that's like a whole nother episode. Is like the relationships that you used to have with those guys, like the train, like you, the minute you sat down, you felt like you were in the zone with this guy, like because he was the one that was going to make you feel good before practice, and he's probably the same guy that's going to give you treatment after practice. So you were you're gonna have a real long relationship with this guy. And if you had a guy that could tape, was funny, just got along to go along, and wasn't afraid to ask questions, like didn't ask questions, like when you were like, "Hey, I need something," he was like, "Got it, dude." Yeah. You were, it's over. Like you don't yeah. need anything else. When you're like, "Can I get a bag of ice?" and they'd be like, "For what?" I'd be like, "You ain't writing this down on the injury report. Give me the bag of ice." Right. <laughs> they'd be like, "I'll wrap it on for you." I'd be like, "I'll wrap it myself. <laughs> Give me the bag of ice." <laughs> You're talking about ice. I'm talking about something else. Yeah. Oh, it's empty. It ain't supposed to be empty. <laughs> See that? No, there's no rattle in here. You hear it? I don't. My back feels it. 
the two keys to life. Find someone that could tape the hell out of your ankles and then find somebody else who doesn't ask questions when you need something. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, hit that Welcome subscribe button and the like button here on the O-Line Committee <laughs> YouTube channel. And if you could, we're growing the audio side too on Apple and Spotify. If you made it this far, thank you. Please give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. For Jay, for Booney, I'm Phil. We'll see you next time on the O-Line Committee.